If you want to be a premier cop, then you need to learn from the premier police training company in the land. Of course, I'm talking about Street Cop Training. They've got dozens of instructors out in the field right now, sharing their expertise in narcotics, interdiction, report writing, first aid, mental health, case law, and just quality police work. And those aren't even all the topics. There's literally something for everybody. I've attended several classes myself, and I can tell you that these folks cannot miss. Dennis Benino, the owner, is doing massive things for the world of law enforcement at a time when everyone else seems to be running away from it. Street Cop Training is literally the best in the business. Check out their private Instagram and join their law enforcement-only Facebook group to get free trainings, and then check out upcoming in-person and on-demand trainings at streetcop.com. You will not be disappointed. The views and opinions expressed on the 108 podcast are those of the authors and guests individually. They do not necessarily reflect an official policy or position. The 108 podcast is for entertainment purposes only and is not affiliated with any entity, agency, or department. This week on the 108 podcast, the dumb side of the leash with Adam Loki. Oh yeah, I'm old old man. You drink until one one two in the morning, and then you get up at seven thirty to go to work. We were responsible for not only the, like the law enforcement side of it, but like we ran chainsaws and heavy equipment. So literally, like a jack of all trades, like you you had to do everything. So basically, they were told me that I was ineligible to apply for the same job that I've done for three years. I'll be fucked up if you can't be right. Yeah, I do the same thing. I told you that I never would. I told you I changed even when I knew I never. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to the 108 podcast. My name is 108, and today we are going to the dogs. That's right, for the first time ever, I think. Nope, that's not true at all because I had Kenny Williams on last year and whatever. Um, well, we have a canine handler on today. We have uh, my buddy Adam who runs the page Police Canine Loki on Instagram. He is a canine handler from Connecticut. And we are going to be talking to him. He and I have been friends on social media basically since I started the page. Um, he was one of the larger pages to communicate with me first off. And, uh, you know, we've bonded a lot over music and humor and mental health and things like that. Um, basically all the things that you guys follow me for. Um, but, you know, we've just had a very nice dialogue back and forth. So I was like, hey, let's have him come on the show and uh, and we'll talk all these things. Uh, I've always been very much interested in canines, and, and I talk about that in a little bit more depth uh, during the conversation today. But basically, you know, I've always loved dogs. I grew up around dogs, but I never thought I'd want to work with a dog. My dad trained canines when I when before I was even born for the uh, for the police department, and it wasn't until I was assigned my first patrol shift and my zone partner was looking to make the canine team and, and he would follow around um, one of our canine handlers. And I say that loosely, you know, he would just try to learn from him. 
that I really got to be exposed more to the dogs. And then I became friends with the handler who uh, runs the Instagram canine Bruck and we became good friends and just seeing his dog work and seeing all the dedication that goes to it and how, how well he works his dog uh, really interest me. You know, you've got this, this tool, right. That is living and breathing. And as, uh, Adam and I are going to talk about, you know, if the dog's not feeling it, then, you know, it's going to make for a bad day. Um, but that really counts or calls onto the propensity and the skill of the, of the handler itself. So that being said, I have an enormous amount of respect for our canine brothers and sisters out there. Those working their dogs, those, uh, going out there, you know, my buddy canine Brooke, he told me when I was looking into canines that, you know, canine officers are, uh, significantly more likely to die in the line of duty than regular police officers. And you think about, you know, the, the number of police fatalities out there and to think, you know, that's a substantially high number. And then you think canines are significantly higher. Um, that really says to the courage and the dedication that these officers have for the job and for the public. So um, if you see a canine officer out there, Keep that in mind. If even if they're not working, just give them. You know, you know. We we always joke about thank me for my service, but for real, you know, they're putting themselves directly in harm's way. You know, when a guy with a gun goes running, uh, yeah, you know, the police are going to go after him, but the canines going usually leading the charge. Uh, so just things to keep in mind, and um, you know, I I'm just floored by the skill of the dogs and the trainers obviously you have to be physically fit and sound and uh you know you've got to work the dog and as adam's going to talk about momentarily uh your days off aren't really days off you still have to train the dog and you still have to work and you know it's on your time off it's you know when you would be out barbecuing or whatever and you know you can't uh you can't get out and travel like you would if you were not a police dog handler so just amazing things you know so things to think about as we go into the conversation today. Another part of the conversation that I found interesting is that Adam had a significant time working the Forest Service, uh, which is totally an area of the world that I had never even fathomed. And uh, he shared some insight on that. So that's basically going to be our conversation today. Uh, it's a good conversation. Lots to talk about music and some other things as well. So... Uh, without any further ado, let's get into it. Here's my conversation with Mr. Adam Loki. So this week's conversation is a little bit, it's, it was difficult because you were messaging me earlier today, right? And yep. everything you kept bringing up, I was like, oh, that'd be really good to talk about. That'd be really good to talk about. So I was like, I wasn't trying to short you, but at the same time, I was like, oh, it'll be really good in the podcast because you and I, we've we've talked for a while through Instagram, just kind of BSing and, and kind of learning about life and whatever. Um, so anyway... 
as we uh, as, before we get too far into it, I always I always do that. I always go way too far into the conversation. We're, then we're twenty minutes in. It's like, hey, you never introduced yourself. Let's do that. <laughs> um, go ahead, tell us who you are, what you do, and uh, and then we'll go from there. Uh, my name is Adam, and the internet knows me through my dog more than me. <laughs> She's a yellow lab named Loki. Uh, we're on Instagram, Police Canine Loki. I've been a cop for 17 and a half years and had Loki. We just had our four year anniversary together and nice. she's my first dog. Your first dog. She, yep. She's a, oh. uh, uh, narcotics and tracking and, uh, evidence dog. Cool. And, uh, and you said 19 years, uh, 17 and a half, 17, 17 and a half. That's cool. Yeah. Now, when you say tracking, like not she doesn't apprehend though. No, yeah, um, no. Obviously, she doesn't bite. She's just a, a little lab, uh-huh. um, but she does the same thing that like the shepherds and the mouths do, minus the the bite at the end. Gotcha. Okay. Do you guys do like search and recovery and like missing person stuff or? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, missing and endangered and and uh, juvenile and all that kind of stuff. Nice, nice. Uh, and we're going to get all into the dog stuff in a little bit, but I feel like you and I, I mean, we, we, we've talked shop before, of course, but I feel like you and I, our friendship has really been based on just like life and music yep. and, and you know, just kind of passing, you know, you're going to say, hey, check out this guy. Hey, I'll, I'll say check out this band. And that's really, I think, the the cornerstone and the foundation of, of how we really started talking and kind of getting friendly with each other beyond just talking shop, which to me, I feel like is way more authentic. I mean, you can talk shop to anybody on the internet, but it's, and that's why I like doing these conversations. You really get to know like the personality behind, you know, the work stuff, which is cool. So yeah, what, what kind of, I mean, I know, but tell, uh, Tell everybody, you know, what kind of, you know, what are you into as far as like music and stuff? How did, how did we get to, who did you show? You showed me, um, what was his name? Tom or Alex, the cover guy. Oh, um, Alex Melton, I think he's on yeah. Uh, YouTube. Yeah. 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 He's like, a he's like a, a guy, maybe, you know, a couple years younger than I am. And, um, he must've gone through like the whole love of pop punk, just like yeah. I did. And now he's an older guy and and, and amazing musician and he takes yeah. these pop punk songs and turns them into like country songs yeah like uh, like almost rewrites them redoes the music and everything and plays all the instruments himself sings and then he takes um regular pop songs and then does them um as if like what if blink 182 wrote this taylor swift song Right, right, and like right. does the arrangement and everything, and and I thought it was phenomenal. Like I get a kick out of it every time I see it. Yeah, and I think what kind of because you know people have been doing that for ever, like ever since the the pop goes or punk goes pop series yep. came out uh, in the early two thousand everything. But what I like about him is that he even like plays the character to the point of like he sounds like Mark, he sounds like Tom, like he's whoever he says is covering that song. That's who he sounds like, and I think that takes him a step above everybody else. Yeah. And he, like he dances and he does the movements that they do yeah. on stage. Yeah. It's, it's kind of mind blowing. I wish I had that talent. <laughs> right. I, I wish I could play an instrument, one instrument as well as he can play every instrument that he needs in a song. I mean, he's just very talented. Yeah. And um, you know, that's kind of where we started. 
I, honestly, I don't remember exactly where we started sending music back and forth to each other, but I know I sent you the Menzingers and you fell in love with them. Yeah, I actually bought a couple of their records on vinyl. Look at, look at that. Yeah. Look at that. Hashtag influencer. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I actually, they can't, no, they didn't come up. We were watching The Office today at work, and so they're from Scranton. Yep. So way back, let me let me see if I get this right. When I was in a band, now we're talking about 10 years ago. When I was in a band, um, we opened for the Menzingers in a small club in New Jersey. They opened, they were on tour with Less Than Jake. They opened for Less Than Jake and then we opened the beginning of the show. And uh, actually there might've been like one other band too. Um, had no idea who they were. Did I, honestly, and I'm, I'm being completely transparent, didn't even sit, sit out and watch them perform. Um, right. So this club, it was weird. It was an, it was a, um, an all ages club in South New Jersey, but like it, it, it looked like, when you walked in, it looked like a youth rec center. Like that's kind of what it looked like. But okay. they did have alcohol. They did have whatever. It was weird. It was a very weird vibe. And the only people that really showed up were young kids. So not really the less than Jake crowd, whatever. So, sure. But the cool thing that they had in this club, they had a green room. And at that point in our like gig playing time – we never got a green room like we, you know, whatever. So I was just kind of soaking <laughs> that up and just kind of, and where we played was like three hours from home. So I was, I was eating it all up and I really wanted to save my energy or, you know, the energy I had left from our set for less than Jake. <clears throat> so didn't get to see him. I just, they played, I was like, Oh, they sound like every other pop punk band out there. Cause I was stupid. And yeah. then, um, you know, did crazy for less than Jake year uh, a couple months later when i moved to florida i listened to um i was born by them and that that was when i was no longer playing shows and if you've ever seen the music video it's them just playing shows and going crazy and whatever and mm -hmm. that made me fall in love with them and then they kind of changed their sound to what they have now this like folksy kind of like down home pop punk sound it's yeah. just it's great yeah, I like the um, the like covers that I did of their own songs, the Exile yes, yes. album, where it's kind of just like broken down to acoustic guitar. It's that's mm -hmm. that's a pretty cool one to throw on if you just want to like relax. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I like when artists do that when they like rework their own songs, where it's the same song, same content, but it's a whole new different beast. It's not just like because some artists when they do do an acoustic version. It's literally just acoustic guitar and sure, the, yeah. in the same and the same song, you know, lyrics and everything or vocals and everything. But bands like the Menzingers, if you've listened to um, Four Years Strong, their acoustics, mm -hmm. they rewrite the whole song. And I think it's just so cool. And like you said, you can just like sit there if you got a fire going and just like chill. It's just very relaxed. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, we've you and I, we've kind of shared music back and forth. And I don't know. I just I love the fact that you and I kind of met through the wonders of the internet, and we have a lot in common. And that's why I thought our conversation today would be fun, um, kind of talking to someone who I don't know, but I do know. And sure, we were yeah. talking, you know, we were talking earlier about drunk cops, <laughs> and mm -hmm. you had just listened to the episode. And um, what what is it? What was it? I was like, we drank for like seven eight hours straight or something like that. <laughs> Yeah, by the end of it, like it, it kept jumping up. Like every time someone, uh, someone new came in. Like I know that um, 
um, Kenny bowed out because he had to go to work, and then yeah. um, like Red showed up and disappeared all at once. <laughs> and, right, and right. Then, and and I could tell it, you know, you had broken it down and edited it because like you're like, oh, at this point we're like six hours in. We started this like six hours ago. And then yeah. like fifteen minutes later you're like, that was like seven and a half hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh this is like a full time job almost. This was this was uh so that was mid August, right? And I, I told mm-hmm. you this a- this afternoon when you messaged me about it, I was like it was when I was like in transition between jobs. So really I was, I was living my best life being unemployed. And, uh, and I had, I had a golf tea time, which I said many times in the episode. And you were like, dude, I would need a week to recover. or something. Yeah. Back in the day. I mean, we used to get banged up every night, you know, college. And then even after graduating right. college and it, it was no big deal. You, you drink until, you know, one, one, two in the morning, <laughs> and then you get up at seven 30 to go to work and right, no big right. deal whatsoever. Right. Still kind of things are still kind of fuzzy at that point. Yeah. And now yeah. um I'm forty one now. So Oh really? Oh yeah. I'm old, old man. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say that. <laughs> um so so now it's like um if I get a little bit drunk, it takes me like two or three days before I feel like, oh, okay, I'm, my liver's going full speed, my kidneys are working again, like I'm I'm good. I don't know. That was a weird time because I'm not a big drinker. I mean, despite mm-hmm. the fact that I do the drunk cop episodes, I really don't drink all that much. Maybe like a drink here and there, but usually it's just a, a social thing. But you know, it was because I was leaving town and, and leaving my job and everything, so there was a lot more alcohol flowing than usual. But I gotta tell you, it was <laughs> it was some reckless times, but this is a public podcast, so I won't get too deep into that part. Uh, <laughs> but um, you said college. college yep. Now you're from like the Northeast area, right? Somewhere um, like- yeah, from Connecticut. Okay. Did you go to school up there? Uh, I went to school in Southern Pennsylvania. Uh, York. Oh, yeah. I, I know York. Okay. Yes, because yeah. I went to school in Connecticut. I went to the University of Hartford. Yep. Went there for like a year ish. Okay, so what did you go to school for? Policing or something else? Uh, criminal justice, uh, law enforcement management. Gotcha. Yeah. So you're you're set to be a cop until you you you're done. I put all my eggs in one basket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. So is this what you wanted to do from jump, or did you? Um, yeah. Since I was, it was it was either this or be a member of the A team. <laughs> I grew up with that, and uh, gotcha. You know, I can remember being like six or seven years old and watching cops when it first started and, you know, back when we were allowed to arrest people and chase people and all that kind of stuff. Right, right. All the good stuff that people want to do. Yeah. Right now. And so it could always, it kind of, you know, it drifted here and there. It went from, oh, I want to be a police officer to, oh, I want to be in the military. My father spent his entire career in the military. He retired from the military. Okay. Okay. And then it would jump back to, oh, I'll be a police officer. At one point, I wanted to be a pyrotechnician. That's and work, different. Work for like um, like a Gucci Fireworks or okay, uh, okay. some bands that did yeah. pyro, like, you know, one sure. of the big ones. Right. So I actually looked into that like late in high school and realized how much chemistry is involved. Okay. Was mixing all that kind of stuff and yeah, was like, yeah, nah, yeah. <laughs> not for me. <laughs> right. Chemistry and, and losing a couple of fingers here and there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that seemed like a lot of fun. I mean, who doesn't want to blow something up, right? Right. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) 
You should have been on like the SWAT team, then you can blow things up every once in a while. Like an EOD guy, yeah, that would be. Yeah, cool. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Nice. So then, so when you graduated, you just went right into policing after college, or? Uh, yep. I came back to Connecticut, and um, I got a job as a, a park ranger. So I oh, got okay. like a, a temporary appointment, um, as a park ranger, and that lasted about three years. I loved that, and I loved. The manager that we had for the parks was like, um, he was like a be your own boss kind of guy. Yeah. So as long as everything got done on his list, he didn't care how you did it or what speed you did it. Just as, as long as everything got done. Yeah. Um, Cause we were responsible for not only um, the, like the law enforcement side of it, but like we ran chainsaws and, and, you know, heavy equipment and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. So, it was you were out the outdoors all day. It was great. It was in the woods. You yeah. know, you're in the woods for eight hours. You may not see anybody for eight hours. It was fantastic. <laughs> right. You see a couple squirrels yeah. and bear and bear. Absolutely, yeah. That's crazy. I, I I've had a few people reach out. It's not many, but definitely some like either park rangers or like um wild off wildlife officers or things like that. Yep. I mean go into that. Cause I have no idea of anything. I don't even know what questions to ask. That's just like, so for three years you were, you're not like Ranger Rick, right? Like you're not just sitting at the, the guard shack all day. Like, no, that, that was, that was the position they did, okay. you know, cause they did collect entrance fees to yeah. at least one of the parks, but um, we were responsible for two parks and a, um, a hurricane barrier. Um, okay. And what that is, is like a giant picture, like a giant concrete wall that sits flat on the, entrance to a harbor right mm-hmm. and when the tides are threatening the little marina or whatever inside there um they would determine whether or not they had to raise this hurricane barrier and so it lifts it up and it makes like a complete wall off and mm-hmm. you have to sit there and like just hang out with it basically huh. so it it sucked but it was good money because i mean when you, you get called to go do that Right. You'd be You're there for, for a while. 16, 20 hours, you know, depending on how long a storm surge would last. Right, right. Um, definitely wasn't my favorite thing to do, but the money was yeah. definitely good. But, I mean, it was everything from, like, trail maintenance to painting speed bumps and, and like, the, the barriers that run along the side of the road, like the so, uh, wooden fences. So, literally, like, a jack-of-all-trades. Like, you, you had to do everything yeah. that was needed in the park because you didn't have like a utilities department to call or whatever the, right, like the city right. would have. Yeah. And like the national park service, like they do, uh, you know, they have people that just do law enforcement. They have people that just run plows that just run mowers that, you know, um, but we didn't have that. We just, it was like everybody did everything. So, so after you did all that, uh, yeah. hung out with uh, Yogi bear for a little while. Um, yeah. Then what, what was your next step? Uh, so that was only a temporary appointment. It was not to exceed like three years. Okay. Um, gotcha. And so I had, I wanted to apply for a full-time position that had come out there. And at the time they were moving away. Now this is like 2002, 2002, 2003-ish. Mm-hmm. They had already started moving away from, we're not going to accept criminal justice degrees as our basis we want people that are into like land management and um biology and stuff like that Mm -hmm. um so basically they were told me that i was ineligible to apply for the same job that i've done for (laughs) For the job you've already had correct yeah they paid me to do a job for three years and then told me that i wasn't qualified to do my job (laughs) wow so i said okay 
time for a plan B. And, uh, you know, started throwing out applications and ended up getting picked up at the department that I'm at now. I've, I've been there the, all this all this time. Nice. So how, um, how many years do you have there? 17 and a half. Okay. Okay. I didn't know if you counted yep. the, the park service as well. No, no, no. I, I don't. I don't. Yeah. Okay. And uh, was a, a patrolman up until four years ago when I put in for the canine position, got promoted to sergeant and got a dog. Nice. Very cool. And yeah. did you want to be canine from when you started or is it something that kind of grew on you over time? I, I remember thinking how cool it would be to, to, to have a dog like that. Yeah, but yeah. Never didn't really understand what was involved in it other than like, Hey, you get to ride around with a puppy, you know? <laughs> right. Um, right. And didn't want to promote prior to that. Didn't really have the drive for it. Was happy with what I was doing. I was I was interested in the, the different day to day answering radio calls, and I just maybe on a maturity level, I just wasn't there. I didn't want to be the guy, the go to guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just wanted yeah. to do my job. And then when this came up, the first time the job came up, I put in for it, and they told me that I wasn't qualified for it. And okay. then another one of my buddies had gotten it. He worked that dog for a couple of years, and. Um, his wife took a job down in Florida. So he's like, well, I'm going with her. She's, she's got a big high paying job. So I'm going to go down there. And, um, his dog was old enough to retire at the time. Mm-hmm. And so prior to that, I had asked him, I'm like, show me what you do. Like, let me be your backup guy. Let me right. show me when you're going to go do drugs. Like, call me, I'll come and just kind of trying to sponge as much as I could from him and then use that to boost up my resume. And uh, when it, the job opening came in again, I, I put in for it, and it was good enough. And I got the interview, and they selected me. So nice. Now, did you have to promote to get this assignment, or did you would you have gotten the dog without promoting? Uh, no, it was a it was a promotion. Gotcha. Yeah. gotcha. Okay. Um, based on the amount of extra work that's involved in it, they mm-hmm. they feel that like you, you you basically have to get the sergeant's pay. Yeah. Okay. I understand that. Yeah. So my buddy, I've, I've posted him a bunch, canine Bruck. Um, mm-hmm. we, we work for the same agency and, uh, or we did and kind of the same path. Like I remember, so when we got hired, we had a, a canine like orientation or familiarization, like, Hey, these are what the dogs do, you know, let them bite you, whatever. I remember first getting the bite and I'm like, Nope, don't like this. I mean, it's cool. <laughs> I'll pet the dog. I'll I'll go out to the events with the dog. I like the dog. I like dogs, period. But no, this is is a little much. I remember the first time, because I had to do the class twice, um, they were doing like with the sleeve. And one of the handlers, the the dog missed the sleeve and got his arm. And I see like the actual fatty tissue sticking out of his arm. I'm like, no, mm -mm, (laughs) I don't want to do that at all. No, no, Mm no. Mm-mm. No, 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 hell no, 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 I refuse, no, no. So then when I got to the road, my zone partner was, wanted to be canine. So he was like shadowing the, the guy, canine Brooke. And mm-hmm. uh, because he was my zone partner, we just kind of always were in the same circle. And I kept watching. And when he would go to an alarm call, which is what our, our dogs used to do a lot of, I would go and whatever. And so it started to really build an interest to me. Um, again, yes, it'd be cool just to ride around with the dog, but 
I just thought it was so fascinating what these dogs can do. Like, you know, it's, it's a dog. We all know dogs are smart and they're very agile and quick and whatever, but to see how like intensely trained they can become. And so like pinpoint with their abilities, it was just fascinating. And to be the handler, or as I say, the, you know, the dumb part of the dumb side of the leash for Mm -hmm. this amazing animal is very cool. I never got a chance to put in for canine, but so cool. Um, you know, I've seen dogs work dope before. I think that's crazy. Um, actually, a guy I was just hired with, he worked for the Connecticut State Police. He was a contractor with them in their okay. uh, digital forensics unit. And he was saying that they have dogs that will go in and uh, search for, like, hard drives, like for yep. child porn yeah, cases. Yeah, they were or uh, yep. electronic detection dogs, yep. That that just blew my. I'm like, how 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 do they have an individual scent that a dog can can alert on? It just blew my mind. Apparently, the chips that are in like USBs and hard drives and stuff like that, um, cell phones, they give off a particular odor, and the you can train the dogs up on it. Um, the Connecticut State Police was actually the first one in the country to develop that program successfully train those dogs to do that that's crazy that's i mean still till this day i tell people that and it blows their mind it blows my mind i mean that's just insane and gives me utmost more respect for the dogs and the handlers and that's kind of what i'm going to circle to is like everyone sees the dog right dog's cute dog does a lot of work but to be the handler for that dog has so much work and and uh responsibility on your side i mean Go ahead and like, I mean, it's basically, yeah, it's a full-time job, but it's almost a, it, it is a 24 hour job because you know, your, your partner's with you literally all the time. Right. Um, everyone. Yeah. Uh, so everyone thinks it's, uh, it's just a cool job. Like where you get a take home car and you get to hang out with a dog all day. And, and like with my agency, I don't have to chase radio calls. Mm-hmm. Um, I can, I can buy into them if I want to. Um, but unless it's like a missing person or uh, a narcotics call, I'm, I, you know, I got other things to do that I, I really don't need to to put myself out on that. And people see that and they're like, oh, you got like the cushiest gig ever. Right, but right. what they don't see is like, well, if I take three days off from work because I'm burnt out and I want to be home, um, I can't just take the dog and be like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and put you on the shelf for three days. <laughs> right, right. Um, there's still beyond the maintenance of just, you know, taking them out to use the bathroom and, and feeding them. Um, they have a high drive and they want to continue to move constantly. They don't right. like to relax. Um, so on my days off, I'm outside doing obedience with them. I'm setting trails on my tracks on my own property. I'm doing drugs. You know what I mean? Like, but I'm not getting paid for it other than right. just my, my leave time. Right. It's, um, I think everyone, Obviously, they accept like, oh, yeah, no, the dog comes home with you. Of course, you got to take it out, especially when you think of like these the high energy like bite dogs. When you got a, a Mal or a shepherd, like those things are like velociraptors on crack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but even even a lab like, I, you know, I grew up around labs. I have a lab now. They're high energy. But if you think about like a working dog, right, their mind's a little bit different because they know that, you know, everything's go, 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 go. I mean, yeah. I'm sure their temperament is way different. Yeah, and there's a there's a frustration level that they get frustrated, and um, you'll end up seeing they'll they'll start to take it out on you. Um, oh, okay. Like if you 
if you don't uh, work your dog for a couple days and then you go back to work, the first couple hours of that shift, you know, they may not show it to you, but you take them out and they're like, I'm not doing what you say. We're going to oh, do wow. things my way. And, and so now it's like a power struggle and you're, and you have to take back that, that no, I'm in charge. Right. We're going to do what I say when we say it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and that can be super frustrating. Sure. Um, <laughs> I always tell people that this is the most rewarding job that I've ever had, but it's also the most frustrating. Yeah. Because I can't just decide what kind of day that I'm going to have. Like I don't have control over that. Sure. Um, dogs are like people that have bad days. There's days where they don't want to do anything and you, you're, you're called to something with the dog and you're like, all right, let's go. It's go time. And dog's like, man, I'm not interested in sniffing out for anything. <laughs> right. Right. And you're like, let's go. You're embarrassing me. Come on. Yeah. And they're like, no, I'm not going to do it. Yep. <laughs> and, that's so frustrating because it, you know, it reflects on you as a person. Mm -hmm. You're like, God, they think I can't do my job or mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that I know what we're doing. The dog's broken. And, <laughs> yeah. and the, the stress level can get very high very quickly. Sure. There's a couple things I want to say on that. The first one from, you know, the dog, your job performance relies on the dog's job, job performance. Um, I've had it, or I, I've spoken to different handlers where they say like, if they need to like um, pass a class to get the dog road certified or whatever. And then the dog's just having a bad day. It's having to do nothing day. And you're like, dude, this is not the day to take a day off. We need to go. And you have yeah, no absolutely. control over that. You can try to encourage the dog, but the dog is, has a free mind of its own. Like it's, it's, it will be obedient, but it could, it could just have an off day. You know, it could just not perform properly. And the other thing is that if you don't work your dog or if you don't, work your dog extra, you know, like if you don't train at your house or whatever, us road guys, even though we aren't tuned into what you do, we can tell like when the dog plops out of the truck and it just, it ain't about it. Like you said, like tries to take control over the leash and whatever mm -hmm. we can tell. And it's just like, what, what is going, who's walking who here? Like it's, it's a yep. very, and it's awkward for us on the road to see this. Cause like I, like I said, I have the highest faith in the dogs. And when you have a handler or a dog come out and they're just not on their game, you're like, what, what is this? Like, God right. forbid it's like, you know, a track for a dangerous suspect or something like that or, or a missing kid or, you know, something super high of importance. And yeah. now the dog is like shit in the bed and it's because of a, of a lazy handler or, you know, something like that. You know, it's just like I put all my eggs in this basket, in this dog basket, you know, and it's mm -hmm. gone. It's definitely rough. Um, certification days are, are I've been through it now uh, four times and I get nervous to the point where like I want to throw up when I do it. Yeah. And it, people are like, oh, why, why do you get nervous? And I'm like, because it's it's not me just taking a test. It's right. us taking a test. Right. And I can't just be like, all right, Loki, this is. This is the day, okay? We're going to go take the <laughs> test today. And she's going to be like, okay, dad, cool. I got you. She doesn't understand, you know? Yeah, so yeah. Uh, it's frustrating for sure. And uh, to have the dog, when you need it, come out and be like, nah, I'm not, I'm not picking up the scent. I'm not picking up this trail. I'm going to give up halfway through just because I'm not feeling it. I don't feel good, whatever. It, 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 we take that to heart. Because we know it looks bad and, and we're embarrassed, you know? Yeah. Um, 
in this job, it kind of it, you have to kind of put that ego aside and be like, "Hey, listen, my dog's not working. We got to get another dog here." You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Sure. And it, I think it takes some courage to say that to say, "Hey, my dog's not working," because yeah. now people are going to be like, "What do you mean your dog's not working?" <laughs> right. I think it's you know in this job we're so type A and and you know I'm I'm the big guy on campus, big girl, whatever. Um, but yes, you need to have the humility to be able to say like. Hey, you know, it's ga- the dog's gassed or, or whatever it might be. Um, I think that's a very good point that a lot of times, you know, we're going to just push the dog or push ourselves too far to the point where you're going to injure the dog, injure yourself, whatever the case may be. And obviously that's not the case that you want to be in either. Right. And then, uh, but on the flip side, when the dog does come out and just blazes the trail and just does amazing, it's like, oh my God, you're a rock star. Yeah, I uh, um, there's no feeling like it when the dog when the dog does its job and 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 you score like a good win. Yeah. I I don't even like I compare it to when you're questioning a suspect and and you got them Mirandized and they're willing to talk to you and they're just spewing and and you're trying to dig through all the facts and then all of a sudden they give you one little nugget and you're able to pull that out and and it makes your entire case and you're just right. like yes yeah. No, absolutely. I think, or like when you said interviewing a suspect, or if it's like um, through the conversation, giving you every single piece of the element you need. And you're just like, yes, give me more, give me more. This is like, I can do this all day. Let's go. And it's, that's the fun part of our job, right? It's, it's the, when, when things are on an uphill tick and like, we're just winning and it's just, oh, give me more, give me more, give me more. But unfortunately I think with this job, it's, you know, what have you done for me lately? And right. so when, when, you know, you're riding that high and then you have one bad day and you're back to square one, you know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. But so how many more years do you have with Loki? How many more does she have? Uh... Uh, so she just turned five, um, the end of last month. Um, she's actually only like nine days older than my son, which is oh. <laughs> kind, of, kind of amazing. Cause you look at the two of them and you're like, Oh, you guys are like peas in a pod. <laughs> So um, most dogs, like the average for labs, is about eight years. Okay. It all depends on their health, their joints. Like, obviously, if they're having trouble jumping up or, you know, reaching up high to sniff up high, then it all depends on, like, her job performance. If mm-hmm. Some of them, as they get older, they're just like, no, I don't want to play the game anymore. I just want to relax. And once they're not interested in doing it, that's it. They're done. Right, right. Yeah. Now, labs are more prone to joint issues right than than other dogs yeah the um labs shepherds too the back legs the the knees the joints um can tend to go but that's why when we bought her we had a vet check her out Mm -hmm. with x-rays and everything else and um she's actually got really good joints i don't know if your dogs do this um like when she'll lay down she'll um i've heard people call it like the sploop where they they like will stretch as far forward as they can and their legs stretch straight out back behind them. Mm-hmm. And supposedly that's like a super good sign that their joints are really good and, and, and strong. So, okay. So, well, well, you know, it's, it's just, just where we have to take it as we take it and I'll, I'll work her as long as I can. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Now, uh, when, when your agency was purchasing her, did you have any say in it or were you just kind of like an afterthought? Like they, they did the decision making and so um 
I got sent to um, a school down in North Carolina. So um, originally my chief was going to fly down for like a couple days to check the dog out with me. Um, but I just basically got paired with her and they're like, Hey, we think this, you know, this dog is, is really hot on dope and, and she's got super high energy. We think she's going to be good for your department. And so I basically took her and started working with her like a week. And the same thing with the other guys in the class. Um, because some people just, they butt heads just like people in real life, you know, like, mm-hmm. okay, we're not going to work out as a, as a team because you don't like me. I don't like you, whatever. And we were getting towards the end of the week and my chief had to back out. And uh, I had no idea. I'd never selected a dog before. I had no idea. <laughs> um, all I know is that this dog was like hell on wheels and, and I could barely control her. He's like, you need to make a decision. Are we going to get another one or are we sticking with this one? And I'm like, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Why are you putting this on me? Right, right. And he's like, nope, no pressure. But this is like a $15,000 decision you need to make, you know? <laughs> And you're looking at the side of your sleeves like, it's, these are stripes. They're not stars. What, what am I doing here? Yeah, exactly. And uh, so I was like, okay, I, I think she's the one. Like when we first were teamed up together, I couldn't I couldn't take her leash off because otherwise she was like, she was gone. Mm-hmm. She wouldn't come back. She thought it was the greatest thing ever. She'd just run around. I lost her twice at the school. Oh, wow. Once at the uh, actual the school itself. It's fenced in, but she was just running all over the place and everyone was like trying to corral her and she thought it was the greatest <laughs> thing ever. And she's like, catch me, catch me, catch me. And then the other time was actually at the house that uh, the school owned that all the guys bunked at. Mm-hmm. And um, that was a little bit more scary. It was at night and she's just running around this neighborhood and all the guys like bailed out of the house and everyone's running around the neighborhood of flashlights trying to catch her. And, you know, like chicken bags of cookies and trying to get, <laughs> trying to get her to come. And then uh, when I got back, I lost her again. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, I used to have to, when I opened the back door, just open it a crack and like shoot a hand in and grab her by the collar. Otherwise, she (laughs) bust out. One day I was going to do a a check and uh, pulled over to the side of the road, popped out, opened that and shot my hand in. And she did the whole like duck and weave like an NFL (laughs) receiver. Yeah. And pushed that door open and she was out running in traffic and I was like screaming and yelling and calling her and she was like nope you know cars are going by and swerving all over the place and she's running in the road and I got on the radio I was like I need help my dog's loose <laughs> and so you know like 10 guys and screamed to my location like lights and sirens shut down all the roads and <laughs> we're trying to corral this dog and I'm like oh my god um one of the guys ended up tackling her that's oh, wow. the reason we caught her yeah and I was like okay this is the end. I'm gonna have to go turn in my badge now. Right. So, yep. So I got. So we got her back. I drove back to the station and uh, went in the headquarters. And the chief walks in and goes, "Lost your dog, huh?" And I was like, "Yes." And he goes, "Probably won't be the last time." And then he just walked out of the office. And, oh, I, and I was just like, "Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's good. It's a good thing that he had a yeah. he had a sense of humor about it." Yeah. So it took a while and uh, training to be able to have her off leash now. And it's at a point now where I like, I can go and leave my leash in the car all day long and just have her walk with me and she'll mm-hmm. stay and she'll walk with me. And when she starts to wander away and I yell and I call her back, she'll come back. So nice. nice. Um, it's just building that bond and, and, and continuing to work. 
Sure, sure. And I mean, it's a respect thing, obviously. You know, you got to build that that dominance that you were talking about earlier. Like, I am in charge. And then it yep. kind of just builds from there. And obviously, she obviously respects you as dad, so to speak. And, you know, yep. just kind of goes from there. How old was she when you guys first got paired together? So she was a, a like a year and three days. Okay. Wow. She had just turned a year, yeah. So still spunky and full of energy and everything. I remember my yeah. my yellow lab was shit, not even a year old, and he he did the same thing to me. I mean, obviously he wasn't a working dog or anything, but same mm-hmm. same breed, same energy. He was still working on potty training him or house training him, and he uh, squatted in the in the front room like he was gonna take mm-hmm. shit in the front room. And I was like, no, you're not. And so I just like, I grabbed him by his collar and like yeeted him out the door. I'm like, no, go. And he looked yep. at me and was like, gotcha fucker. And took off running. <laughs> and I, I, I just bailed out of the house and I chased him around the house probably two or three times. And I mean, it's a little puppy. He was fucking zooming. Yep. And by the time I got him, I mean, we were, I mean, he wasn't winded. I was winded. Yeah. So I could just imagine your scenario in the middle of, you know, Workday traffic or whatever, and yep. all these cops trying to try to catch the dog because I'm sure it's very similar, yeah, if not worse. And obviously, yours is a fifteen thousand dollar <laughs> catch, so a tool, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did. I did search on YouTube to see like, did anyone film this? But uh-huh. I, I was never able to find it. So ah, okay. I don't know how that happened, but that would have been funny to be able to share right. with people. Right nowadays, you'd be all over Instagram and hashtagged and yeah, MSNBC. Oh yeah, absolutely. Man, yeah, police officer abuses dog by yeah. I could just see, see it be yep. uh, misworded and misrepresented. So when uh, when Loki says she's done, she's she's ready to you know go fishing for her retirement or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Are you, are you thinking you want another dog or you want to go for something else or? Yeah, I, I think I would like to. It's still it still interests me on a daily basis. Like I, I actually enjoy my job, um, yeah. despite all the negative things that are stacked against us. So sure, this still sure. interests me. Um, I enjoy going to the trainings. I enjoy um, hearing from other handlers. You know, saying, "Well, what makes your dog work? What mm-hmm. maybe? How can I learn to make myself better? How can I push myself better?" And and um, I had kind of gotten burnt out as a a patrolman. This kind of renewed my my lease on on life for the job. Um, so um, there's been a couple of promotional opportunities that have come up recently, and I was encouraged to put in for them. But if I did, I would lose the position. I would lose the job, uh, mm-hmm. lose the dog. So, and I just wasn't just like, nah, that's not what I want to do right now. Nice. I've noticed that like on Instagram, the cop community is very different. There's there's different niches for it. Obviously, I've got the the police memes. There's, you know, the police uh, tactical guys, whatever. But the police canines, you guys, mm-hmm. you guys run thick. There are so many different police handler or canine handler Instagram pages, and you all like network together. You all kind of run in the same circles. There's a there's a dog metaphor there somewhere. Um, <laughs> Or a pack. There you go. There you go. Um, it's it's very interesting, and I, I think that's probably one of the ways I found you was just by adding all these dogs because I just wanted to look at dog pictures. Um, yep. So that's cool, man. And do, 
I mean, is it how it looks? Do you guys network that way? Just kind of talk about different training tactics and things like well, that? or Yeah, absolutely. Um, so when I got this job, uh, one of the – it actually says, like, in my job description that I will network with other agencies. Mm, okay. And so I'm reading that, and I'm like, how how the hell do I do that? Like, yeah. you don't – do you I call up the neighboring town and be like, Hi, um, I'm the new dog guy. Can I, Can I have dog? the name of your dog guy? Can your dog guy come out and play? Like, <laughs> that's super awkward. Like, yeah, how do you have yeah. that conversation? I, I don't remember even how I started the, the page, but I figured, oh, there's all these other canine guys on here. There's other guys in Connecticut that are on here, and just talking to them through this and like, hey, the next time you guys train, send me an invite. I've ended up making some really close friends from here just through Instagram yeah. and um, made so many connections in the state and out of the state. I mean, just, just this week I was up in Westchester County doing training with bloodhounds. Oh, um, wow. it, it, it's phenomenal. And it all pretty much stems through Instagram. So as much as you hear horrible things about social media and I was really able to use it to, to my advantage. Mm -hmm. I don't know. People love seeing the pictures of the dog. Like, you know, I'm, I'm invisible. It's yeah. just the, the leash is being held in thin air. It's just the dog. <laughs> right, right. To see her, so I, right, I try but... to give the people what they want. <laughs> I think it's, um, you know, the way the police aspect of Instagram and social media in general uh, works has, is really the social networking idea that probably was the idea behind um social networking and social media. And obviously what you just said is prime example. And I know that, you know, your page has international outreach, my page, things like that. And it's great. I love that part of social media. And really that's what motivates me to keep it going um, mm -hmm. is the positive outreach. And even if, if I can have a negative outreach with somebody, if we can like find a, a common ground and have like a real discussion, I'm good with that too. I don't need to listen to, you know, myself back. If, if, people want to have a nice intelligent conversation i'm all for it obviously the nastiness and everything that's that's the part far more prominent i think in in the the day to day is the nastiness yep. but the positive aspects are so great and i think in this profession because we just learn so much so often that learning how someone does something the next town over is beneficial you know what i mean let sure. alone across yep. the country so you know just keep I, I think it's great and, uh, you know, hopefully it just keeps going and going. And I mean, I, Hey, it, it got us to be friendly. So I'm, I'm all, I'm all for it. There too. <laughs> yeah. So what, what we're going to do now, I don't know. Do you have, well, before we transition, do you have anything else you want to add about police canines or Loki or anything like that? Well, I, probably the only thing that I, that I could tell people that, would benefit all of us handlers. Okay. If you see us out with the dog, don't call the dog. Don't don't make kissy face noises. Don't don't fawn over the dog. It's okay to ask. Like if we're just hanging out, standing there, like, hey, can I say hi? Mm -hmm. Most some dogs will say yes. Some dogs will say no. If they say no, just accept it. There's a reason for it. I run into a lot of times where I'll be in the middle of um, doing like a building search or you know, searching parcels or something like that. And people are like, oh, come here, come say hi. And the dog doesn't listen, but it, I think it irritates me more than her, distracts me more right, than her. Right. 
um, you know, we're working. You wouldn't do that to somebody that's a seeing eye dog. Don't don't do it to a police dog. There's yeah. there's ample time to to do meet and greets, and and we do so much community stuff like with coffee with a cop, and um, you know, we're out at fairs and festivals, and not, right now they're doing the whole um, replenish like the food bank stuff, mm-hmm. and canine guys are doing it like they're out there. I'm seeing that, seeing the ads on their stories, like, Hey, come, come see my dog. We'll be here. Right. You know what I mean? Off the cruiser or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like there, there's a time and place for that. And don't, yeah. don't be that person. Yeah. That's, that's fair. I mean, obviously everyone wants to see the dog. Everyone wants to pet the dog. Um, but yes, if, and, and a fair for everyone, not a cop or not a handler, a fair um, estimation on should I ask to pet the dog? Everything is just kind of going to that. Can I pet that dog? Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> is if you walk up to the window and it's barking like Cujo, you probably, it's, he's probably going to say no. I'm just, just going to yeah. say he's probably not a friendly yeah. one. I remember I was working a train crash once and uh, the railroad police showed up yep. and uh, they had a canine. It was a, it was a, it was a Mal. And he was the nastiest dog I've ever seen to date. Like he rolled up on scene probably 50 yards away from me and the dog was going nuts. Like he was insane. He, uh, mm-hmm. the dog, the handler brought him out to, to walk him just to let him use the re- uh, bathroom or whatever. Yeah. And he was still going crazy. He still needed the muzzle on. Like he was just insane. So yeah. when he put the dog back up and I'm like, dude, what's up with your dog? Like that's, I've seen aggressive dogs and this is like, worse than like fighting dogs what's going on but they train them to be that aggressive because for the railroad police uh especially here in florida they have a lot of uh train burglaries down in like the worst parts of miami and that's what they use them for for apprehension for those guys and you know you're thinking like the the freight um not freight the uh cargo trains that are coming up from the port of miami probably could have billions of dollars worth of whatever and people are just stealing it and he's like, you know, yeah. it needs to be aggressive as a, as a deterrent. So anyway, that's a long way around to say, you know, if, you, if the handler says no, there's a reason for it. Yeah, I've had, I've had people get really upset with me. Like, can I pet your dog? And I'm like, sorry, you can't. And, and they're like, why? And I'm like, because I said so. <laughs> and yeah. and it, like, I don't want to explain, sit there and explain like, yeah, she, she looks like she's like a little cuddle bunny, but. Honestly, she's not she's not big on being pet. She doesn't like cuddling except mm-hmm. if it's on her terms. Right, right. Um and the way that she shows love is to wrap her her dew claws into your arm and bite your hand. <laughs> and she's not doing it to hurt you. That's just her way of showing love. So like I have like scars on, on my hands and my arms from, you know, playing with her and I just don't need that liability in, in this day and no, age. Like somebody absolutely. gets bit or scratched and now I'm getting sued. So I just say, no, I'm sorry. You can't pet her. She's working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, just take it for what it is. And yeah. there, there you go. Go on to the next one. Cause I'm guarantee you'll find another dog that will be all for it. And some, well, there are absolutely. There are. It, and again, it goes back to what we said in the very beginning. It's up to the dog. The dog will, the dog has its own mind and it'll make up its, its mind. Correct. All right, Adam, we're going to take a very quick break and then we are going to transition into signal three and we're going to play some, uh, some hit and run. Okay. Okay. All right. We'll be right back as soon as I find my mouse. Here we go. We'll be right back. Did you know that in the years 2017 to 2018, the American obesity rate was over 42%? 
Did you further know that police officers are 25% more likely than the average American to die from obesity-related illnesses? These are diseases like diabetes, cardiovascular disease, and high blood pressure. So what do we do? Do we continue to stay victims to shift work and terrible nutrition options while going call to call? Or do we do something about it? Well, I decided to do something about it, and that's why I started working with Nick Wall Nutrition. Nick is one of less than 100 professional nutritionists in the entire United Kingdom and has worked with many professional athletes from soccer, rugby, cricket, and even Team Great Britain. And all of his plans are backed by pure scientific evidence. Eating the foods you love and losing weight doing it. No fad diets, no pills, no powders, and no god-awful detox teas. Nick is the real deal and was named Nutrition Specialist of the Year for the year 2019 to 2020. Check him out on Instagram at NickWallNutrition or NickWallNutrition.com and join Nick's team and change your life. All right, we are here for Signal 3. We've got Adam, the, uh, the dumb side of the leash for Canine Loki. And uh, it's been a great conversation. Learned a lot about canines. We learned a lot about uh, park uh, park services, which I had no idea about. So I got to look a little bit more into that. Um, it's been a great conversation, Adam. Thank you so much for your time. Um, I always enjoy talking to you. We've, like I said, we've exchanged music. We've exchanged a whole bunch of pleasantries. Love talking yeah. to you. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you. But now it gets down to the nitty gritty. These are the tough questions that you've been dying to answer. This is the signal three questions. You ready for them? I'm ready. All right. So the first batch, we got five questions, which are overrated or underrated. I will give you the, the option. And then you tell me if it's overrated or underrated. Here we go. Night shift. Uh, I think it's overrated. Okay. Now I was wondering, are you more days with the dog or do you work more nights with the dog? Um, mostly days. Okay. Um, but I have a very flexible schedule. I can I can make it whatever I want. Like if the if the night guys need support, I can work like a week or two in nights or or just a couple of days or whatever they need. So I, nice. I have a lot of flexibility in my position. Very cool. Uh, what do you, what about the uh, the holy grail of police cars? What about the Crown Victoria? Uh, it's overrated. Thank you. It's, it's very <laughs> overrated. I I agree, very much so. Um, what about off duty jobs or overtime? At this point in my life, it's kind of overrated. I would rather have my free time, honestly. Yeah. It's worth more to me than the overtime pay. Yeah, I agree completely. What about s'mores? Mm, I like s'mores, but I don't like making them myself. So okay. I'm going to say, I don't know, are they um, rated appropriately maybe? You, you can do that. We'll give you that one, sure. Yep. Yeah. And the last one for overrated, underrated, going to see a movie. After the last two years, probably underrated. Yeah, just because I agree. It's, it's been forever. I, I can't remember the last thing I saw in the theaters. Now it's all you sit on the couch, right? And even the main, the the big movie companies are sending everything to the streaming services. So it's there's almost no point. So I agree. Yeah. With you. I think that I want to say maybe the Avengers, the uh, Infinity Wars. Or, or Endgame, whatever the last one was, the last big one yeah, was. I think that was. It was either one of the Marvel movies or maybe the last Star Wars movie that came out. I think mm-hmm. it's, it's okay. been a while. It's been a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, this uh, the next part is going to be this or that. I'll give you something to choose from, two options, and then you pick this or that. This one I know the answer already. Dogs or cats? 
<laughs> dogs. Okay. I don't know. Maybe you're secretly a cat guy. You just happen to work with a dog. I, I don't know. I had to put it out there. Uh, no, coffee or energy don't. drinks? Um, actually, neither. I, coffee is like mud water to me, and <laughs> ener- energy drinks don't do anything for me. Like caffeine, it does nothing for me. That's I'd right. rather one of, a bottle of water. Okay. That's, and see, that's, that's one of, of all the things we agree about, this is the biggest point of contention for us because obviously yeah. I, I enjoy coffee quite quite too much, and you just can't stand it. Have you no, always on that hill. <laughs> <laughs> have you always not liked coffee, or did something like did someone spill a pot of coffee on you? What happened? Nope, I, I've just never liked it. Like uh, tried it in college, doing like the all nighter thing where it's like mm-hmm. okay, we got to stay up until four or five o'clock in the morning to get this paper done, yeah. and like you know, three or four cups in, I'm like, this, this still tastes like shit. And <laughs> honestly, I'm still falling asleep on my keyboard. Like it's doing nothing for me. Caffeine, caffeine just doesn't work in my body. So I'm like, why am I drinking this? It's garbage. <laughs> That's, I guess it's fair. I don't know. I, um, I remember the first time I ever had coffee, we were, I was in middle school. Talk about like starting drugs young. <laughs> I was in middle school. They were doing um, like read across the Amer- read across America. I think is what the program was called where like the big kids would come in and they'd read a book or whatever. And then because we were like, you know, cool kids, whatever they brought in like box of Joe from Dunkin Donuts. And I was like, Psh, I know what this is like. And I poured a cup of coffee and I drank it. It tastes like shit. I burnt my mouth. Didn't enjoy it. I should have just given I think it was probably like, 10 plus years before I had another cup of coffee. It was terrible, but now I'm it's, it's an addiction. It's bad. Uh, All right. (laughs) The next one, uh, patrol or specialized units. I'm going to have to go with the specialized units. Okay. I, I really enjoy canine. Yeah. Um, burgers or tacos. That's a good question. It, I think it depends on how they're made. Like Mm. you can have a burger. That's like really awesome. Like, throw some kinds of crazy stuff on there, like bacon or macaroni and cheese. And then all of a sudden you're like, wow, (laughs) I love tacos though. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm gonna go with tacos. You can go with tacos. Okay. That's that's good. I'll give you that one. That's good. Um, But yes, burger, I could, I could do an entire hour talking about burgers and tacos. Uh, (laughs) All right. This one, this one's my favorite question. Would you rather ride in the train, dance in the rain or feel no pain? Um, Riding the train, I think. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. I, st- I stole that one from the movie. It was from a couple of, quite a while ago. The Recruit. It was like a CIA okay. movie with uh, yep. Al Pacino. That was part, part of their uh, CIA like uh, personality assessment or whatever. I don't know. Yes. It's kind of cool. All right. So now these are the the signal three questions, like the ones that I started with. So we'll see. We'll see how you do. Uh, what is your dream vacation destination? Uh, maybe someplace like Turks and Caicos. I hear great things about that. Nice. I'd like okay. to go on a nice, relaxing, chill island someplace. Absolutely. I, I couldn't disagree, or couldn't agree with you more, I should say. Um, <laughs> what is something that you love that everyone hates? I love that everyone hates. Hmm. <laughs> My wife says Huey Lewis in the news. <laughs> 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 That sounds about accurate, I guess. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm... <laughs> nice. Uh, what is something that you hate that everyone loves? Uh, steak. Really? Yeah. I can't eat it. I hate it. You're not a steak guy? You're not a coffee guy? Like, Maybe we can't be like, friends, man. Unless it's like a, like a Philly style, I can't eat steak. Okay. I think it, I, I got traumatized as a kid, I think. Because mm. my dad, um, 
my dad loved steak and he would like it when the heart was still pumping. Uh-huh. And yeah. um, as a kid, just like chewing that, it just, ugh, I can't. Yeah. It, it's like, okay. a, it's a texture thing, I think, for me. That, I mean, when it's that rare, yeah. I uh, yeah. I make the joke, right, that um, I like my steak so that a very skilled veterinarian could still save it. Yes, but that, <laughs> but that's not that's not the case. I just like saying that. Um, what's yeah. your favorite donut? Uh, Boston cream. Okay, sticking with the yeah. New Englander. Yeah. If yeah. you're walking into the biggest moment of your life, what's your walk-on song? Um. It, it seems so easy probably to pick like a heavy metal, something like fast and hard. So uh-huh. I'm going to stick with uh, the punk music, I think. And uh, Blink-182, damn it. Okay. I like that, that one. one. That's a- That one pumps me up. Very nice. I like that one. That's not one that any, you know, people will really think of. I like that one. Yeah. Um, what is your go-to day off drink? It depends. It depends on how, how I'm feeling. Um, I like uh ciders like hard mm. ciders yeah um wheat wheat beers are my favorite um and then or um rum or whiskey okay got a yeah. whole got a whole bar set up for you i like it yeah, yeah. describe your significant other in one word uh patient nice. <laughs> she, Gotta be. She, puts, she puts up with a lot between the the call outs <laughs> and like the you know extended stay trainings and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff and She's 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 pretty amazing. Nice, very good. So you need you need someone like that in your corner in this job for sure. Absolutely. What is your proudest moment in law enforcement? Uh, probably getting promoted to the to the canine position. That that really uh, that really is uh, something I'm very proud of, and I I work hard to to do the best that I can at it. So very cool. That's good. If you could tell one person one thing about your career that they misunderstand. What would it be? That uh, maybe that uh, if it's somebody that doesn't understand law enforcement, I'm just a person. Like I have feelings, I have good days, I have bad days, just like everybody else. And you know, I lose my temper, and <laughs> just like anyone else, I get frustrated. Right. And treat me like a person. I'll treat you like a person. You know. Right. Yep. That's all it comes down to. Respect given is respect earned. Yeah, that's kind of, that's always been how I've done it. All right, we've got two more questions for you, and then we will uh, we'll let you go into the night. Two okay. are um, they're two food based questions because I'm a food guy. Uh, first one is, what is your favorite late night snack? I do love nachos. Mm-hmm. Um, we make what we call in this house ghetto nachos. Okay, so it's like uh, Tocito chips with just like American cheese on the top of it, and we melt it in the microwave. Nice. Um, so I do like those. So I'll go with that because it's salty. Very good. Yep, I like that. And the last question. If you could share a meal with one person, dead or alive, that you've never met, who would it be and what would you order? I think dead or alive that I've never met. Yeah. I'll say like James Hetfield from Metallica maybe. Okay. I'd like to pick his brain about his his career and his life and, and how he got to where he was. And we'd probably have uh, something light. So like uh, <laughs> a burger, fries. Nice. I like it. All right, Adam, this has been absolutely amazing. I really appreciate your time uh, and your insight on all the different aspects of your career. If anybody wants to catch up with you and see pictures of uh, 
the lovable furball that is Loki, how do they mm-hmm. go ahead and find you? Uh, we're on Instagram um, at police canine, the letter K, the number nine, Loki, L-O-K-I. Awesome. And they will check you out. I really appreciate it, man. All right. Thanks, buddy. No problem. Everyone listening, stay tuned, and I will be right back. again to adam loki or uh, adam the handler of loki i guess would be more appropriate uh for giving me some time and and kind of telling us all about the world of canine and uh forestry <laughs> and things like that it was a very good experience good good conversation i uh i definitely learned a lot like i said i didn't know anything about it going into it and hopefully you guys got something out of it i really i like switching things up when we do these episodes just generally speaking whatever episode i'm doing because you know yeah i have a i have a good working relationship with street cop training and i do get a chance to speak to a lot of their instructors in a in a platform that's not the street cop podcast and every once in a while someone will give me some grief like oh man what is this the street cop podcast part two and that someone's typically myself (laughs) but um i i like bringing in other people and other perspectives and other cops from around the the country and around around the globe i talked about it last week um about what they do you know i i have a lot of fun doing that so when i get someone especially someone like adam who i've talked to for a long time uh, to share his his insights and, and things like that. Like I said, Adam and I have talked about a lot of things. And yeah, we've talked the job, but we've talked about not the job. And that's that's what I like. I like bringing, you know, a human aspect to what we're doing here. And obviously, that's one of the things he wants to give to, you know, to the answer of, of one of the Signal 4 questions. He wants to tell people that he's a human. He has bad days. He has good days, you know, and... It's unfortunate that our bad days or whatever can get us into the most trouble or if we get into a bad mood or something. But that just, you know, goes to talk about the professionalism of the job. And I, you know, everyone, I can't say everyone, I don't like talking in absolutes, but so many people that I've worked with over the years have just been so professional and things could be falling apart for them at home uh, or even at work on an administrative side, but they still, they just, lift their chin up and they go right back to work. So, um, you know, 
things to keep in mind, and that's just what I like to bring to the table with this podcast. Hopefully everybody has noticed and everyone has seemed to appreciate it. I really don't get negative res- re- um, reviews from you guys, and and nobody's really said anything all too negative about it. And really, the people that do, I don't, I don't care. I really don't care. Um, there are plenty of other podcasts out there that you can go listen to. You don't have to listen to mine. Uh, I'm not paying you to listen to mine. So there's that. And if people want to give, you know, a hard time about, uh, you know, like the Jersey boy episodes or the, the drunk cop episodes or the people that I have on the episodes, uh, it, you know, to me, it sounds a whole lot like jealousy and it's a waste of my time, man. Like whatever you're upset because I didn't select you to come on to Jersey, uh, to the uh, drunk cop podcast or something, then then you're silly. I'm the point of my show is to uh, humanize what we do and humanize the people that do it. That's really what it is. I like to give some comic relief. I like to give some pop culture stuff. I like talking food. Um, you know, I like to take someone that would be deemed un- unaccessible. You know, like um uh an officer Smith, a deputy Hookham, you know, someone that cops look up to in one way or another, or like a Kenny Williams and Dennis Benino, and then just chat with them, you know, just have a conversation with them. And I like wrapping it up with the signal three questions like, Hey, what's your favorite junk food? Why? Be- to show that we are all humans. Now, a couple of you fit guys are like, Oh, I don't need junk food. Fine. Whatever. But you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Um, that's the whole point of this is to have a good time to enjoy and get to know people that you otherwise wouldn't have. Even if, you know, I know people that great example, you know, there's people that have been on the the podcast, especially on like drunk cop episodes, never talked a day before in their lives. And now months after we recorded an episode still chatting and they've become good friends. That's awesome. Or maybe I've had someone on the episode and you have reached out to them away from the show and, you know, start communicating them in a professional, a personal manner, whatever. It's great, man. It's something that I enjoy and and I'm glad to have the opportunity to do that. I'm glad that you guys have given me the opportunity to do that and I'm forever grateful for it. So I don't really know what the point of that rant was. I just kind of went with it. Um, but that's it. And that's basically the episode for today, my guys and girls. So again, I want to give a special thanks and a special shout out to Adam Loki. And thank you all for listening and supporting the podcast yet again. Thanks everyone who contributed to the Black Friday sale uh, that we did last week, this past week. Um, We also gave away a koozie, uh, a small tumbler made by Canuck Canada with my Goons logo on it. And I'm going to be posting the raffle video we did for it. Uh, basically, if you if you did, if you partook in the Black Friday sale, I took your name, I put it on an app, and we spun a wheel, and we decided who was going to win the Canuck Canada uh, Goons Cootie. <laughs> Goons Koozie. There we go. And, uh, and the winner was my good friend Lydia Torres, and we will be shipping that out to her soon. Uh, we've got the store back up and running. We're going to try to get as much stuff out of here as possible to start producing new stuff. So go to 10-8-memes.equid.com. The link is also in my Instagram bio. Check out what's in the store. Uh, We're going to be doing some more uh, uh, flash sales. 
probably throughout the end of the year just to get stuff out of here and we're going to try to ship it if not same day same week uh myself and the missus we are running this and we're going to try to get this done as soon as possible there have been some glitches in the website where we've updated the stock the inventory and for some reason it doesn't take or whatever so people are ordering stuff that we don't have so after you place an order just keep an eye on your email we may be communicating with you through the uh the email just to say like hey unfortunately this item is out of stock or the size you chose is out of stock will you accept this as a substitute if no we can always refund it or something like that so we have we have a couple different options and we will um customer service is what we're going for here so Go check out the site. I've got t-shirts. Uh, i got a few more Goons hoodies left. Got some tank tops for the summer. Bunch of drunk cop koozies. Um, I am going to have tumblers up for sale. We're going to be doing a pre-order probably by the end of the month maybe. I just got some test ones back from Canuck Canada, which is one of them is the one that uh, Lydia just won. So we've got a bunch of stuff. So, yeah, keep keep an eye out for stuff. Go check it out. Please check it out if you uh, would like to buy it for yourself or your friends. There's stickers, a couple magnets, a couple patches. Just some cool, dorky stuff for your cops and your cop buddies. As always, guys, rate, review, subscribe to this podcast. Share it with your buddies. And let's keep getting people to listen. Next week, now check this out. We got some cool, cool, I can't talk tonight. I'm so sorry. We got some cool stuff plan for next week uh on monday monday's the plan we've got the jersey boys episode with uh, red frank and our new buddy pork roll and uh we're gonna that should be coming out monday and then thursday next week we have sheriff mike chitwood from florida absolutely an amazing conversation with the sheriff we talked about so much we've talked about the border which he went to go visit we talked about juvenile justice system and how it's failing we've talked about uh defunding the police we've talked about training we've talked about leadership an hour and a half of pure gold as far as police police communication is concerned you're gonna love it um one of my favorite interviews to date that's coming out on thursday the following week we have um jeff smith another street cop instructor and then I don't know. We don't have anything recorded after that, but it should be... I think the next episode is Christmas after that, and between Christmas and New Year's, I should have a big guest coming. I have a couple possibilities, but I'm not going to spoil that just yet. And then going into the New Year, uh, actually New Year's Eve, the plan... or that episode that week we're gonna have ben from the hey my man podcast we're gonna be talking about mental health and uh he helped start a mental health unit at his agency so we're gonna talk about that then all the whole month of january we've got self-care uh episodes planned we've got dr d is coming in the first week of january we're gonna be talking about stress then we've got this uh we've got amy she is she's gonna do some guided meditation with us that's going to be crazy. And then finally, we're going to wrap it up with Erica from TAC Mobility. And we're going to be talking about unfucking your body. Uh, because obviously, our bodies are so messed up from all the stress and strain that we put on it. And it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, obviously, Dr. D is a friend of the show. Erica's a friend of the show. Ben's a friend of the show. I've never spoke to Amy before on the show. But she's going to soon become a friend of the show as well. And it's just good times, guys. It's a good time to be a listener to the 10A podcast. Thank you all for doing so much. Uh, to help motivate me to keep doing this. 
The music for today's show, of course, as always, we had Stay as the starter. Then we went into Damn It by Blink-182. Then we had I Was Born by the Menzingers. And we're going to wrap it up with Atmosphere and the song Yesterday. A uh, very special song to me as well as to my guest this week, Adam. So that concludes the episode for today, guys. Thank you so much for uh, waiting. I know it's released a little bit later than usual. Usually I do it in the morning on Thursdays. Um but listen, I suck at time management, so this is what you get. You get an 11 o'clock uh, release. So, thank you guys so much. We'll see you next week. Take care of each other. Stay safe. Ten eight, out. Hello. No one is available to take your call at this time. Please leave a message after the tone. Dad joke time. What do you call a hill that's funny? Hilarious. Why was the bride so quiet on her wedding night? She was taught to never talk with her mouth full. What's the difference between sex and gender? I don't remember having gender with your mom. I thought I saw you yesterday, but I didn't stop, cause you was walking the opposite way. I guess I could've shouted out your name, but even if it was you, I don't know what I would say. We could sit and reminisce about the old school, maybe share a cigarette because we both fools. Chop it up and compare perspectives, life, love, stress and setbacks, yes. Yeah, so you could tell me how hard you had it, and you could show me all the scars to back it. And we can analyze each complaint Break it down and explain these mistakes I make I like to tangle up the strings of the puppetry But you knew me back when I was a younger me You've seen Sean in all types of light And I've been meaning to ask you if I'm doing alright Yesterday was that you? Look just like you Strange things my imagination might do Take a breath, reflect on what we've been through Or am I just going crazy cause I miss you? Yesterday was that you? Look just like you Strange things my imagination might do Take a breath, reflect on what we've been through Or am I just going crazy cause I miss you? I'm shook, I know, I pushed when I should've pulled Took it all back if I could, I put that on my soul And I would make a top-notch good listener If you could block off a little time, I'd give it here Since we went our separate paths I've hit a couple of snags that remind me of the past I can't front, I'm having a blast But damned if I ain't afraid of how long it's gonna last Sitting here wishing we could kick it Give me your opinions, I do miss the criticisms I didn't mean to be distant, make a visit I wait up and keep the coffee brewing in the kitchen But who am I joking with? There's no way that you and I will ever get to reopen it It doesn't matter, this is more than love And maybe if I'm lucky, get to see you out the corner of yesterday Was that you? Look just like you Strange things my imagination might do Take a breath, reflect on what we've been through or am I just going crazy cause I miss you? Yesterday was that you? Look just like you. Strange things my imagination might do. Take a breath, reflect on what we've been through. Or am I just going crazy cause I miss you? And when you left, I didn't see it coming. I guess I slept, it ain't like you was running. You crept out the front door slow. And I was so self-absorbed, I didn't even know. And by the time I looked up, it was booked up. Put it all behind you, the bad and the good stuff. A whole house full of dreams and steps. I think you'd be impressed with the pieces I kept. You disappeared, but the history is still here. That's why I try not to cry over spilled beer. I can't even get mad that you're gone. Leaving me was probably the best thing you ever taught me. I'm sorry, it's official. 
I was a fistful, I didn't keep it simple Chip on the shoulder, anger in my veins Has so much hatred, now it brings me shame Never thought about the world without you And I promise that I'll never say another bad word about you I thought I saw you yesterday But I know it wasn't you, cause you passed away, Dad Look just like you Strange things my imagination might do Take a breath, reflect on what we've been through Or am I just going crazy cause I miss you?